Welcome to another edition of Banter and Babble. I am the dude 79, and joining me always is my esteemed colleague, Mr. Fanboy Tone. Mr. Fanboy Tone, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing very well. Thank you, sir. You're very welcome. Tone, this is our second episode. It's been two weeks since our first one. Yes. Uh, the, 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 the response to the first episode has been fantastic, even though we botched the chat. Yes. Uh, we botched a couple other things, but I think we'll have a smoother outing this time. I think we've been able to rectify some of the issues, yeah. remedy those yeah. problems. Yeah. I think we'll be good to go. So, right. uh, welcome to everybody that's in the chat or that's tuning in live. We always appreciate you being here. If you're not able to catch this live, that's okay. It'll be available on Facebook, YouTube. Ooh, excuse me. This beer, my Lord. <laughs> and uh also spotify now spotify yes the all it'll be available on all those platforms friday so if you want to listen to it on the go it'll be on spotify we're also waiting for it to see if it'll show up on itunes and whatever i think there's like 12 other different right. um yep. uh podcast platforms that anchor kicks the podcast how to so we'll mm-hmm. keep an eye on that but as of right now we can confirm it'll be on spotify it'll also be on our youtube channel it'll also be on the tater top boys facebook page so we would appreciate it if you could be here live. We'd love to talk to you while you're in the chat, but if you can't make it, that's okay. You can catch it later this week on Absolutely. Friday. So, episode two, Tone. Yes. Uh, so, I got to tell you. Oh, boy. Uh, first of all, it's been a minute since I've seen you. You doing it is. all right? How are you doing? Uh, I'm a little under the weather. Yeah. We're in Michigan, and we've gone from 70s to 40s, like, real quick. Really quick. And it doesn't matter how long you've lived here. Your body is now ready for you know, it. it. It beats you up. Yeah, it beats the hell out of you. So a little snuff, a little sniffling. I'm mm-hmm. gonna try not to suck too much snot during the show. Liar. I'll try to kill my mic before I do. Uh, but you'll probably hear a lot of gross sounds from this side of the table. Right, right. No, How I, are you doing? Well, <laughs> it's been a weird couple days. I caught some odd, like I don't want to say it's a stomach flu because I don't think it's stomach flu. I just think it's some something I ate didn't agree with me. Mm-hmm. This was Saturday, Sunday till literally I think pretty much last night. Once I bought the charcoal tablets. I should have done sooner. That helped. I'm pretty sure that helped alleviate that. Everything's good now for the most part. I feel good. Just kind of hazy. I slept a lot of the day, but I was very excited because we were filmed tonight. So, like, I, it couldn't hold back my excitement. So, yeah, I knew I was going to be a hot mess tonight, but I was really excited because we got a lot of good stuff to talk about. Absolutely. Tonight. There's a lot, a lot of things going on right now all over in media and yeah. entertainment. This, this is the thing about being bi weekly. I mean, right now, bi weekly works for us because of our schedules and what have you, but that also leaves a lot of time in between episodes where a lot of stuff happens. And so we have a lot to talk about. We got a lot of, um, a lot of movie news, a lot, a lot of, a mo- lot of movie news. Yeah, absolutely. We got of- some, we got movies to talk about. We got TV shows to talk yeah, about. Man. We got a exciting. little, we got a little game dropping this week that we got to talk about a little bit. There is a little game that's got to be talked about. Yes, absolutely. It, it routinely lands in the top 20, uh, for sales every mm-hmm. year. You know, it's routinely somewhere in the top 20. Uh, we'll talk about that, but I also want to get your thoughts on something else that's going to drop this week that, Reviewed pretty well earlier this week um, when the reviews dropped. It's an RPG, and I know we're all very interested in that. Yeah, so we'll curious. definitely touch on that a little bit later sure. as well. But, yeah, we're, tonight we're going to start off things. First of all, Tom, what are we drinking? So we are drinking, uh, and, and you know, everybody knows me when it comes to my microbrew. I try to keep it as local as possible, which means Michigan, period. That said, as much as I hate Ohio, um, sorry if you're from Ohio. It's just, you know, the Michigan-Ohio thing. It's a personal thing. Um uh, the Great Lakes Brewing Company, uh, they make this beer called the Edmund Fitzgerald. It's a porter, mm-hmm. and it's very delicious. It's it's definitely got that – It's it's got a little bite to it, but it's also very smooth, and that's how kind of porters work to me. Porters are very earthy, mm-hmm. sometimes nutty, but they're also – like some of them are real bitter, and some of them are smooth. This is a smooth one, mm-hmm. and I'm, a, I'm fascinated with Edmund Fitzgerald. I mm-hmm. always have been since I was a kid, so it's extra for me, 
and I wanted to like light. I know we do a lot of light beers recently, so I wanted to try something a little bit darker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I'm a big I'm a big wimp, so you usually go light for it's me. True. But you brought some dark stuff here, and I just noticed this is six percent alcohol. So um, let's crank it up a little bit, then, shall we? Yeah, I just noticed I'm sitting here, just I'm just pulling this thing like it's it's a Mick Ultra, and uh, yeah, this thing's six point oh. Ultra. So right. I'm gonna try to make it through the show. Right. Uh, you know, not not getting shit faced. But very good stuff, very good flavor. Normally I don't do dark beers. Normally I don't. I, I don't even care. Normally I do fruity. Normally I'm all That's fruity, fine. or maybe a little bit of Bud Select if I'm trying to watch my figure. But once in a while. I'll have one of these, and it's, it's actually pretty good. Hey, we said it from the get. I'm, you're going to be exploring beers now that we're hanging out a little more. So. I, I dig it. I dig it. Big shout-out to Zombie Killer for that host. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Uh, hey, guys, can you give me advice about stop trying to <laughs> – don't do it. That'd yeah. be, uh, I wouldn't do it. We want you here. Yeah, you belong we, here. You, we need you here. Uh, and if you need somebody, you need to call somebody and talk. Yep. The suicide hotline number, I don't know off the top of my head, but I know you can find it right away on Google if you need to – Chat with somebody. Yes. Uh, STSH Ninja. We want you here. We need you here. Please, uh, please, you know, recognize that you are a valuable part of people's lives. Cappadocia, can you do me a favor real quick? Will you uh, post the uh, suicide number hotline there for me just in case we need to get our friend somebody to talk to? Yes. Cappadocia, my man. What up, Cap? Thank you for joining. Cap. So, yeah, again, we have a lot to talk about tonight. And uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is um, Watchmen. Yeah. Now, this is a show that I, when I saw the trailer when it first was exactly. announced, and I noticed it, and I was like, man, this, this is a stellar cast. You know, we've got Don Johnson, you got Jeremy Irons, uh, old girl's name, what's her name? Um, she was in, a, she's actually Craig's sister in Friday. She's the lead actress in this oh show. Oh my God, I knew I recognized yeah, her. She, she's Craig's oh sister. Oh my God, that's crazy. I knew I recognized yeah. her. And, and she actually, I think she just won an Oscar, and her name escapes me at the moment. This, this is part of the reason I, yeah, why I'm, I'm just yeah. beat, but. She's a fantastic actress. So a strong cast. I'm thinking, man, this this looks really good. I forgot about Don Johnson. I'll be very honest. When I saw him, I was like, oh, you'll shit. For, you'll forget about Don Johnson at the end of the show, too. So, yes, it's true. But um, it's, um, it's, this was a show coming into it. I've never read the graphic novel. I know nothing about that. Didn't even see the movie. Didn't even see the movie. So it's crazy I'm, to hear that. Yeah, I know. It's crazy to find somebody who's never even seen the movie. I own it, dude. I own the movie. You never watched it. Never watched it. You and, never watched The Watchmen. No. Oh, I know, right? Paradox. Weird. Weird. Paradox. But like you know, and I know it's 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 been it was well received. I know yeah. it has its fans. I know it had some of its detractors. There's mm-hmm. some people that didn't like it, but um, you know, I never saw it. But I was like, you know, I'm gonna go into this. I'm gonna check it out. See what it's about. And I sat through that whole thing. The show is very it's very interesting. It's very intriguing. But there was a lot of moments where I was like, huh, you know, things that I didn't understand. Right. And I came to you right after I got done watching the show, and I was, dude. I need to know what's what's up with the script. Right, 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 right. I need to know what's going on with this. I need yeah. to go down with that. And you kind of gave me an idea of why I couldn't make those connections. Yeah. So give me just an understanding again. Explain to me what is going on. Where is this set in the Watchmen universe? So this is about thirty. Okay, first of all, this takes place after the the book, the novel, what do you call it, the graphic novel. It it makes very very tiny indications and nods to the movies, mostly from. Kind of the look of the characters to a degree, but very, very little to the movie. It's it definitely takes place after what happened, excuse me, at the end of uh, uh, the book, and that's going to be a separation for some people because I think a lot of people I know went and saw the movie, at least read the book, right? And there's subtle changes, and there's a couple big changes. Mm-hmm. And the the well, right now we're talking about Watchmen Prime Gaming. Yeah, Prime. Been, where you we're been? talking about Watchmen. Doing what are you doing? Watch the Watchmen. Watchmen. <laughs> Watch the Watchmen. Um, it's because HBO series just dropped Prime. Uh, 
So um, you completely railed my train of thought there, too, Prime. Way to go. <laughs> Good he, job, Prime. He would do that. He did that on purpose. I think he did that on he purpose. He always does it on purpose. Just kidding. Love you, boo-boo. Um, so 30 years after, uh, it, this kind of takes place almost like a... I'm going to relay it in like D&D terms. You've got something like the Forgotten Realms, which is an entire huge campaign setting in a world, mm-hmm. and yet you can have like a sandbox adventure, say, in a town called Luskin or something like that, and all your adventures take place in an area. And that's kind of how this is set up. Like It takes place in Tulsa. Uh, it, it's definitely very, very... There's a lot of undertones of uh, things that we deal with uh, social norms now. Mm-hmm. Um, race is a big piece of this one. Yes. Um, which uh, it r- almost feels like... Um, Something set out of like the like the fifties or something. Almost. Yeah, like, the opening know. was very, uh, yeah, very, yeah. very, very but hard it is, to watch. Like you said, kind of dystopian. It's it's a it's a different timeline from yes. clearly our world. Never yes. too, because Ronald Reagan was president for like twenty twenty five years <laughs> through the end of the Watchmen until you know whatever now. But um, but it is modern times now at the very least for the most part. So um, some different things that they were doing. Like uh, you mentioned the the the, the squids and stuff like that, mm-hmm. the raining squids. So what if you didn't read the book and you don't know is that there's a difference at the ending is that uh, when something comes to a head, basically to end either the book or the novel and get the countries from you know away from the nuclear uh, war, because it's always the clock, you know, the doomsday clock. Right. Um, is an extra dimensional, like squid or like tentacled monster, wipes out like three million people in New York. Oh. And this is an afterfall of that event. Is that every so often, uh, okay. randomly. And they can tell they probably have some meter to say, hey, there's a portal opening up from an extra from another dimension. Uh-huh. And these it's like a, it's a rain of baby squids. So that's what that alarm was when they were driving yes. in the car. You hear the alarm. And so they're like, oh, no, and you we see hear alarm- scurrying. Right. And yeah, we yeah. hear alarms for tornadoes. Right. They're, they get alarms maybe for the, you know, uh, dead baby squids. Wow. Yeah. That, yeah. That was one of the scenes where I was just like, what is what what is going on? I was like, I, yeah. and I can't draw the connections. And, you know, it was funny because I, I went on Twitter afterwards and uh, I was looking up people. You know who have seen, uh, especially people who have seen like the first six episodes, and one of them was like, "Look, you're probably if you don't know much about Watchmen, when you see this episode, you're gonna have a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. And you might not even like it. You'll be, you might be like, this is so scatterbrained. Like, I don't, even, I don't even know what to follow. But he was like, stick with it. Right. It's all gonna get tied together. And he, he basically said that the chess table, the chessboard, completely changes by like the fifth episode in terms of who the big players are. And we kind of get a little bit of that yeah. with, with the exit of a character. You're just like, oh, shit, okay. Yep. You know, you didn't expect that. You're no. like, okay, wow, okay, that's, that's interesting. But no, but from what I – it, it, it was – I wouldn't say it was scatterbrained. It's very mysterious. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely like uh, it paints the picture that masked vigilantes, heroes yep. are still kind of – I mean, that's what Watchmen was about, right? And it's still – part of this narrative mm-hmm. and a different light, I guess, more or less. They're kind of almost, they, they instead of being more vigilantes, they work with the police. Right. And the police, it's all kind of one thing, which is kind of unique and cool. And I think part of that is unique also to the Tulsa area too, which uh, is not far from apparently Nixonville, which is one of the Nixon- cities. In Nixonville, <laughs> yeah. Nixonville. I thought Nixonville was nice. That was a nice touch, Nixonville. <laughs> interesting, so. But but yeah, like, like I said, I, I'm intrigued. I want to see more of it. Um, It's very, very interesting. Um, But yeah, there, there, it was just, it was the way it was, just, there were so many different scenes, and it yeah. almost makes me want to know: was this was this episode not so much a place setter for the rest of the season? I mean, it could be, or was this more of a nod and a wink to a lot of the hardcore watch? I fans? think I felt like it was a mix of the two. I definitely think it was wanting to paint itself as something unique, new, but takes place in the Watchmen universe. Mm-hmm. And the only way to do that would be to have a lot of these like 
direct threads to it. Right. And it definitely accomplished that. To again, if you hadn't read the book or seen the movie or vice versa, some of the stuff would be like, Oh, that's interesting. So mm-hmm. now now if somebody were to sit down and watch Watchmen and they haven't seen any of those right. Would obviously reading a graphic novel would probably be the best way to kind of make connect the dots. Yeah, the movie itself, yeah. though, I mean, that's a two hour flick. You can get caught, you can watch you that. Can, you could watch that, and I mean, because like reading the novel is going to take you a while, clearly, but you could watch that and get enough of what's going on to mm-hmm. really. It's more about the world, whereas Watchmen's more about the characters. This one, of course, is going to be about the characters, but this one is about being in that world, not so much about those necessary characters, except they do keep doing that uh that commercial for like the the story behind kind of like yes. they don't call them the watchman of course or anything like that but this is the story behind the american heroes and stuff like that and it's about all those characters and the one character which is interesting that they feature yes the red the red hood i believe his name is with the noose around his neck yes there's never been an answer if that character has ever been dead or alive really so that's interesting really and now there was that a- would be cool because i thought that would be cool if that character I had to ask this because yeah. i'm watching the show and i didn't even look it up and i meant to ask you and i didn't get a chance to even look it up today is is that Lewis Gossett Jr. in the wheelchair? Oh man, I don't, dude. He's. Oh, it could be, dude. I'm not. I, I don't know if anyone can look this up. If you, I don't even know if Lewis Gossett Jr. is alive. I don't know if he is. Either. I, don't, I don't know if Chappie is still with us. Okay, I don't know Maybe. if Chappie is still with us. And if anyone has Iron, seen Iron Eagle, Iron Eagles for life, yo. Those, those. Thank you, Prime. Check that out. Let me know if you got if, my cassette player on my knee, dude. Dude, I don't care what anyone says. Iron Eagle was They're highly awesome. underrated. No. Yeah, yeah. Now, after that, they kind of like... Mm. Well, the second one, because the main character had to execute. He was doing that stupid fucking yeah, movie. Yeah, He dies at the beginning. You're just like, okay, this is really stupid. <laughs> they, had to, they had to do a PSA at the beginning of the movie of him <laughs> saying, hey, guys, sorry I'm not in the movie. Yeah, I'm not in this. But I died. Yeah, and I got a nice paycheck out of it, so we're cool with what it. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, that was weak. But um, I mean, yeah, It is Louis Gossett Jr. It, I knew it. Dude, I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, I, I, I'm, listen, fucking I'm like, is that Louis Gossett Jr.? That's fucking Dude, great. Dude, that is awesome. That's fucking great. I, I, I am so glad Louis Gossett Jr. is still in this world. And you know what's interesting is if I remember correctly, Louis Gossett Jr. won an Oscar for a movie called um, a, uh, 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 something about a gentleman and a soldier or something like that. And I believe Jeremy Irons is in that movie too. I don't know. I, we're, I'm going crake right here. So someone, an officer and a gentleman. I believe All that I- has uh, Louis Gossett Jr. and Jeremy Irons in it, I think. But- I know I go to the Jeremy Irons character. Now, Jeremy Irons character yeah, this is, a big is deal. related to... Oh, well, it's, it's a character from The Watchmen. Yes, he plays no. Ozzy Mendez. Okay, now, is he an integral part? Like, is he, is he like, a main piece? Like, again, yeah. I don't know. Yes. So, in The Watchmen, without ruining anything, for anybody that hasn't seen it after five fucking decades, <laughs> uh, Ozzy Mendez is... He's, he's like... You even watched the... Um, what's that show on Prime that we were talking about, too, recently? That was really good, The too. Boys? The boys, yeah, he's kind of like that main character. He's like the Superman of the group. Okay, if it was a Justice League. He's the Superman, right? Okay, okay. but the kind of meet, kind of almost like the Batman too, because he's really rich and stuff like that. Right, right, shit. right. Yes, he is very integral into everything in that watch. Very, very big piece. So it's crazy to, and cool that not only is he still around, but also that somebody like Jeremy Irons is playing him. And I want to point out the fact that you didn't bring up the um. The, that Louis Gossett Jr. was actually in the original Punisher movie in the 80s with Dolph Lundgren, so throwing it out there. <laughs> I am sorry, I forgot about the Punisher movie. It out there. Was that Brian Ben-Ben and uh, it was Dolph Lundgren, wasn't it? Yeah, Dolph yeah. Lundgren. Yes, yep, I remember that movie, The Punisher. That was, that was a really bad movie. I still love it. Do you love it? I love Punisher. Oh my goodness! Terrible. Yeah, I don't care. But no, yeah, I'll, I'll be watching. Uh, you know, I'll be watching this. And uh, what's the movie Lewis was in with Chuck Norris? Uh, good question, Prime. What's the movie Louis Gossett Jr. was in? Or is this, or is this a Cappadocia? Is he going off against Cappadocian right now? 
I feel like they're, they're having a quiz battle in the chat, I which is so. awesome. It'll be, be a good battle. I want to see who wins this. So, you know, yeah, I'm going to watch The Watchmen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we'll see how the show unfolds. But, like, like what a couple people were saying is that it just stick with it. That's, like, the one mm. common thread or theme mm. that I've seen on social media is just stick with it through the first six episodes. Everything starts to make sense. But a lot of the, te- a lot of the major players are going to be a lot different, which is crazy. But the first episode kind of shows you that. Mm-hmm. You know, certain characters, you're just like, oh, wow, okay, you know. Didn't expect that. But. I don't know if uh, a lot of fans are polarized. I've, I've only read a few things about it. I, I can't think. Jesus, I can't even believe I'm already forgetting the guy's name that wrote the series. Oh, um, not Arthur. No, I can't. I cannot believe I'm even. Th- Regards to that, like he's always kind of an a hole. Don't care about much of anything. But there was never ever really a plan or really a necessary. You didn't need anything after that, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that after all this time, they're doing something. And pretty much the guy that's involved directing, he's like, I don't give a fuck if he doesn't like it or not. I don't give a shit. Like no one, gives, <laughs> like, no one cares about his opinion on any of it because the guy's always a dickhead. So oh, Alan, Alan, Alan Moore, Alan Moore. There you Alan go. Moore, yep, Alan Moore. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's it's just interesting that it's happening, and it's interesting that nobody gives a shit. And it's probably going to be. I mean, HBO makes fantastic. Oh yeah, they're going to make their shows. So HBO is going to make their shows, and and honestly, they did it with Game of Thrones. I mean, they mm-hmm. looked at George R. R. Martin, they took what he had, mm-hmm. and after a point, they were like, Hey, look, we got to kind of make this our own. Mm-hmm. And they and they did and and they killed it. So mm-hmm. um, that was awesome. You know that that last season was brutal. Yeah. That last season was brutal of Game of Thrones. So yeah, make sure you check out Watchmen. If you got any comments on it, whether you're watching live or if you're watching this on uh, on demand on YouTube, let us know in the comments what your thoughts are on Watchmen. We want to yeah. get your thoughts. Are did you enjoy the first episode? Was it too uh, mysterious? Was it too uh, kind of scatterbrained? Or, or or are you on are you on board for the long haul? I mean, like I said, it sounds like this is going to be. A show where it's going to pay off in dividends further on down the line. So very very cool stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna watch, man. Wow. How do you how do you block somebody in the chat? Just joking, Cap. <laughs> so moving on from Watchmen, we're gonna jump over to something that you and Prime are and both Prime laming very very passionate about, and that is the Matrix. That now, is the Matrix. Obviously, we know now that there is going to be a new Matrix movie. We know Matrix mm-hmm. Four was announced. I think this is partially due to the fact that Keanu is hot right now. I yes, I think that's a Keanu a is very hot. Obviously, John Wick is has catapulted him back into yes. the into the light. Uh, you know, he's he's a big part of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven from what we know. So Keanu is hot. So now we have the Matrix Four coming, and we just got a big announcement this week that Neil Patrick Harris has been casted in Matrix Four. Yeah, Doogie Neil- Hauser. Neil Patrick, MPH, bro. MPH. MPH. Which is very interesting. That's an interesting casting choice. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, we, when you think of Neil Patrick Harris, you think of comedy, you think of humor. You know, obviously, Doogie Hauser was, was one thing, but, you know, he's been on what? How I Met Your Mother. All I Think is White Castle. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Yes, All exactly. I Ever Think. Yes. Because he's hilarious it. now. Yes. He's so tight. It's so against character. It was like a friend. reboot of his entire career. That's probably how he landed How I Met Your Mother. It probably is. Honestly. But then you look at um, you look at Neil Patrick Harris and you think, man, what is he doing in a Matrix movie? Right. This is obviously an action-oriented movie, but you mentioned, hey, he could probably play an oracle. You know, which, 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 That's what I th- Yeah, my, my thoughts are, yeah. You look at him and you think that, but you think about a movie like Gone Girl. I mean, we saw him in that movie. He played a very creepy character, oh, yeah. and we could kind of, you know, get a little bit of a look at his range. I mean, obviously, he's just not all humor. He's got, you know, he's 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 a charismatic actor, oh, but you're not good, yeah. used to him being in a movie with a lot of guns and a right. lot of uh, action. Yeah. You know, what his character is going to do, we don't know yet. We don't know. Like you said, he could simply be an oracle that's sitting in an apartment somewhere uh, watching kids bend spoons. Honestly, yeah. We yeah. have no idea. But I want to get your thoughts on the Neil Patrick Harris casting, uh, as well as the rest of the cast that we have here. So, I mean, ke- clearly, Keanu is... Uh, uh, I mean, come on. 
you know, and, and we'll get into shortly how they're going to go from there after the end of revolutions. Right. But, um, you know, uh, Carrie Ann Moss, the crazy that she, I mean, she's been really hot again too. Cause yep. she's in like three or four of the different Marvel, uh, you know, TV shows playing, uh, yeah, she is. uh J J money. Well, that's what he calls her. But, um, you know, doing the lawyer stuff and she's been pretty integral in some of that stuff. Mm. Honestly, she's kind of like one of those characters that's almost like the, like a, like a hidden backbone for them to kind of connect them all together, which is cool. Um, and then you have, uh, I always say it wrong, but I know it's, uh, it's Yahaya, I believe Abdul. Uh, and he was just recently in the, he's Aquaman. in Watchmen. Yeah. He's in Watchmen, yeah. which is really random. We just discovered that too. Yeah. He's actually in Watchmen, uh, plays the, uh, husband up to the main character. Yep. Or what we think she's Regina, Regina, um, God, yeah, that's gonna draw me nuts too. But uh, um, yes, he was also the uh, uh played Black Manta, yeah, in yep. the um uh, Aquaman movie, which is pretty cool. I think I don't know what to think about the movie, but he was all right in that. And fine, and then, then of course we've got which was a which is a good character because she was also technically live at the end of Revolutions. Um, Jada Pinkett Smith's coming mm-hmm. back as Niobe, which is awesome. She was a very very awesome character. She was the main character in Enter the Matrix, which is canon. And if you've never played the game, which I really don't know a lot about the guy still got it on gamecube i've never played it though <laughs> but it, it it's actually quite a bridge to a lot of the stories and a very integral part because her her part was actually very integral to everything that happened in the end and without her they might not have been able to beat the matrix whatever you want to call it and then jessica henwig there uh she's been big as well into uh the marvel netflix shows playing um her name offhand now either god my name skips slips me but she's also in game of thrones she's game of thrones she's one of the sand uh Ladies, the Vipers, or what they call them. Yep, from uh, Dorne. Yep, 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 yep. She was in that too. So she's got uh, she's got a lot on her plate with all that, and she's been uh, well. She's awesome. I thought she was she she she's a natural in those kind of like very powerful roles. Yes. So I, the word is what it sounds like is that she is going to be maybe the main character. So she'll be like the main cast character. Oh really? So we'll see how that works. So that that's kind of cool. So. Yes, that's the cast so far. I'm hoping still because at the end, technically, Morpheus was alive. So mm-hmm. Lawrence Fishburne, I don't know if he's holding out for money, but he's been hanging out with John Wick anyway. So why not? Yeah, right? I mean, like, I feel, dude, wouldn't it be crazy if the whole John, what if this, what if John Wick and Matrix is like some spinoff or like a cross, like some kind of like? Okay, so it's really weird you bring that up, and I want to dive too deep into this. But what I will say is there is a fan theory out there. Oh my god, about that exact same same thing. Absolutely. That John Wick, that the Matrix, the the seventh version of the Matrix currently going on, uh-huh. that they use his basically the one, and he's actually uh, their new like Agent Smith, and all he's fighting are uh, the humans trying to take back the Matrix and take over. Yeah, it's it was a pretty dope. Yeah, wow. I told you how I told you how I was diving deep last night in some Star Wars series, and now this was this dude. That too. that would be hype, dude. That would be crazy. What's up, Pressed Almighty? Pressed Almighty in the chat. Uh, yeah, dude, no, I, I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes. Like I said, man, the, the Matrix was a series right. that um, I wouldn't say it ended on a high note. You, uh, you might not. I, I might not, but <laughs> neither would critics or audiences. Never heard of them. Uh, <laughs> now, I understand that you and Prime are really, really big fans of all three movies. Uh, yeah, we're a huge fan. Uh, right now, like I told you earlier, I'm actually diving through my yearly watch through them. Um, mm-hmm. I'm almost done with the first. Um, I'm a I'm a big fan, and and it's it, it's very funny the amount of conversations that have happened with me and Prime, with uh um everybody else going on. Glad to hear that, Ninja. Hey, you're welcome. nice, Ninja. You're always welcome here. You're always yeah. welcome to come hang out and welcome talk, dude. Out. 
Please. Sure. We appreciate you. We want you here. Absolutely. Um, uh, you know, we'll get in these conversations with people. We had one last year, probably earlier this year. I don't remember, but with on Facebook, um, with another friend of ours, who's actually a big fan. We didn't realize, and it just turned into this like 50 some comment there. Everybody's going back and forth of excitement. And there's only a few of us, of course, but you know, you find people once in a while that are into it. And then you end up most of the time having to defend it typically. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. And we do it all the time. And usually it's me and him versus other people, but. Yeah. No, I mean, obviously, when we when we take a look at some of these things, I mean, like here's here's a good one. Uh, this hopefully final chapters interminable first hour showcases some of the clunkiest dialogue and wooden acting since the most recent Star Wars movies. Oh, wow. 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 So, I mean, they're, they're, that's, the prequels. Yeah. Ooh. So they're comparing edgy, this to uh, to uh, Jake Lloyd and oh, uh, whoever wow. else, Caden okay. Christensen. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like it's a great oh. movie. It sounds like the third one was fantastic. Right. I know, but you're a big fan of that. But what is the biggest issue that people have uh, with the third one? Is it just the way it ties everything up? So the biggest issue is the fact that humans only use about 10% of their brain. And... What I mean by that is that when people watch the first movie, they got hooked in. And understandingly so, you got hooked into the kung fu, the wire work, mm-hmm. all the crazy stuff, stuff you've never seen, new things called bullet time, new cinematography, new ways of doing things. So people got hooked into it because they saw all that. And yet, underneath all that, the entire time, it was never about the Matrix. It was about humans' survival and their release from the Matrix. Mm-hmm. But they, you know, just like anybody that comes out with new hot, like when Eminem comes out with a new album with 12 right. songs, mm-hmm. he puts out this awesome song that hits the radio to get you all excited about the new album. And then you listen to the other 11 and they're not even like the first one. It happens with a lot of things. Like they want to hook you. And they did. They, they hooked you with the first Matrix. I was hooked. Oh, I saw yeah, it like I two it was or three awesome. times in the theater. That I was, was blown amazing. away. Bullet time. Like what the fuck is a bullet time? <laughs> Mad right? Max, yo. That was, yeah, that was dope as shit. So like you get hooked into this stuff. And the entire time, you're not still not realizing that, okay, so you're fighting. I think everybody thought it was always going to be the Matrix all the time. Yes, yeah, so it's called the Matrix. Mm-hmm. The Matrix is what was enslaving the human race, right? Right. So if we're talking about the human race and talking about people that, you know, and they mentioned they talk about Zion in the first one. Tank and Dozer are talking about they're they're naturally made. They weren't plugged in as batteries from birth, right? Mm-hmm. So... You get into all that sort of stuff, and you start saying, okay, well, we're going to head to Zion. You get to Zion, and there's people doing the cave dancing. Everybody loves talking about the cave dancing scene. Right. And even though it was supposed to be more symbolic, but, you know, it, it, it's it's just that it's it, it's a whole tale. It's a big story. Like, you the, you can't end the Matrix with Neil flying off saying, things are going to change or something like that. Like, right. well, okay, so what's going to change, and how is it going to change? Mm-hmm. And people just wanted to end it like that. Would they th- expect that you're going to come back and just watch him and Sarah fight for three hours? Right. There's more going on. There's more story to that. And I don't understand why people have that roadblock there. Now, can you argue, I guess, that maybe some of the dialogue and some of it's clunky or this and the other? Well, I mean, it's go watch an 80s flick movie. How's the dialogue <laughs> in those? That's and true. I still, love, r- them. I still love them. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. You know? So there's more to it. There. The problem is you have to kind of look at that – look the whole story and look at the bigger picture i think with that and i think it's hard to do because the matrix was so hot so new so different yeah. and drew people in and they only really saw that one piece they didn't think about the rest do you think it was just because because it was such a, a mind fuck of a movie i mean it was wild i it, do at the think time that, it, it yes, was wild I and, think and that it almost is, yes. made it it almost made it in, impossible almost for them to really tight kind of match kind of, that yeah you know so they upped the action and all that stuff in the second and the third one and a lot of people, that's what they say. It's just, it's not quite right. as good story-wise. Probably mentioned it too. Like, even the Animatrix. Animatrix is some of the best stuff that they have involved in the Matrix. And it's not even like, it's canon, but it's not part of the main series, right? Mm-hmm. 
Like, you don't even, like, the first part of the Matrix, there's part ones in Renaissance 1 and 2. Right. That it's, it's literally, like, I want to say 20, 30 minutes of them explaining how everything in the world happened, like, the whole humans versus robot war. Like, if you've never seen that, you have no idea how we got there. And when you watch the Animatrix, you start to see why it's bigger than just the Matrix. And that's what people have a problem, I think, get it grasping is that, yes, it was so big. There's more story there. Right. And people just want, like, for, all people want to see was the first Matrix or more, just people doing kung fu fighting the entire time. Right. Uh, Presto asks, so how many Matrix movies are there? I know there is one. Well, that's really all that matters. I mean, there is the first one. There's Matrix. There's Matrix Reloaded and Matrix Revolutions. Whatever. And you want to know why there's only one? Washington Post has this to say. <laughs> this is about the third one. Oh, oh The yeah. film is a soggy mess, essentially a loud, wild, 100-minute battle movie bookend by an inc- incomprehensible beginning and a laughable ending. That's a sweet movie tone, but uh, yeah, it it sounds like it's a great movie. Uh, the uh, third one is uh, incredibly well received, yeah. and it's so well received. I mean, look at the fans too. Vomit. That is all I can say. The story and dialogue in this movie is absolutely horrendous and puts it on par with Battlefield Earth. That's uh, that's that's a user, dude. That's Erwin uh, K. Actually, doesn't even know how to spell his own name right. Dude, he, he put it on the on par with Battlefield Earth. Yeah. Well. My oh my. Yes. So. <laughs> Clearly, clearly, he sucks his thumb and eats turds uh, out of cat litter boxes. So it's whatever. Jeez, Prime, Prime's attacking everybody. How do we put him in time? I think we need to put we're time. Have to, probably. No, look, I, I, I'm curious to see what this one, what they do with Matrix. It's obviously been a long time since we've we've had yes. a Matrix movie. Yes. Okay, and you know what, what? I'm assuming the Wachowskis are involved in this as well. They have to be, right? The Wachowski brothers. Uh, it's yeah. So Lana's the only one involved right now. There's only one of the Wachowskis. Involved. Oh, okay. So far, but the uh, one of the guys that directed uh, or was involved in uh, Cloud Atlas, as I know, was involved, which is another one of their <laughs> successful, not so great movies. Apparently, um, I never saw that. Did you? Uh, is that the one with Tom Hanks and Halle Berry and a bunch of actors? Dude, I think Tom Hanks is in that. There, there was a huge, yeah, yes, yes, huge yes. cast for that. Yeah, movie. Yeah, I thought that I was. I never actually finished that movie. I always didn't know what that was going to be like, so I never got a real around to it. It looked crazy as hell. Yeah, it's just one of those ones that you kind of like. I guess if you shelved the Watchmen kind of thing too. Mm-hmm. So, but um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think that it's it's cool they're doing it. I think it's time maybe that they we revisit it, and mm-hmm. it, it'll be interesting to see. They've got some good people involved. I mean, the people that are involved in John Wick are some of the same people that Keanu's been bringing because of the Matrix. I mean, it's true. keep that in mind. You know, some of the people doing, the, like, the the fight scenes or the guys who's tired me all that stuff or the choreography are involved. So he'll probably bring a lot of those people around. I, my guess is um, is that the reason him and Trinity can be involved again, they're going to be programs in the Matrix because fake your noodle and you can start getting twos. When you start talking about, you know, this is the seventh iteration of the Matrix. Mm-hmm. He is the X amount, sixth version, I want to say, of Neo, I believe it is. All his predecessors. So, well, is he going to be a, a, a program in the Matrix, mm-hmm. or is he a clone? Because they use your DNA to reclone yourself for batteries every time, and that's why the program, the anomaly that attaches itself to one in the Matrix, is right. a mathematical program. Is it always Keanu Reeves, Neo, or is it somebody else? Mm-hmm. You know, or not? Well, the architect makes it seem like when he's sitting there is that well, there's been many Keanu Reeves in front right. of him. You know, and stuff like that. So it could be one or the other. Who knows? We'll see. It could be interesting, and I'm excited for it. And, you know, I don't care who isn't. No, I mean, like, I'm cool to see what they'll do with it. I mean, I, they can't mess it up any more than they already have. So, I sure. mean, there's, there, there, it's, you can only go up from here. 
So no, but I mean, it's a great cast. Obviously, mm. we like you said, we've seen involved. <laughs> Hopefully, we get. We're Lawrence gonna watch Fishburne. the Matrix together, and we're gonna have discussions after everyone, a forum after everyone. Oh wow, really? Yeah, we will. Oh geez, we're gonna do spoiler casts for movies that are twenty years old. That's that nobody fine. gives a shit about. Awesome. Oh, my yeah, God. that sounds great, dude. I tell you, what, uh, I tell you what, people do care about. Yes, is uh, Call of Duty. People do care about Call of Duty, even though they sit there and they say, "I don't care about Call no, of Duty." Care about Call of Duty. Bullshit. Um, every year they go out and they sell a gajillion copies, and yep. the same people no who say, "What you think of it?" I'm not buying this game. They'll be on it by Tuesday. So it it's the, just yeah. It is the most entitled gaming community of all gaming communities that's ever existed in gaming. Yeah. It's 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 pretty hilarious when you do see people like talk shit about it and they're like, uh, whatever. But okay, so anyways, we have Call of Duty Modern <laughs> Warfare that drops. That's mm-hmm. that's live tomorrow night. Yeah, which is which, which is strange because I know right now at retail you can pick it up at some retailers and get it at nine p.m. Yeah. Okay, and that's that's been a thing for a while now. Um, they've been doing that, but now the digital versions on PSN and Xbox Live, and I believe on Blizznet or with Blizzard, whatever they use. I believe those are all available tomorrow night at nine o'clock. So is that actual servers going live, or is that servers are live now? Because there, there have been early copies. I've, I've gone on. I've gone on Reddit. Okay, and there are early copies that are that are up and at them right now, and people are playing the game. Servers are live; they can play the game. And there's just um, there's some good stuff that I've heard about. It, okay, there's some good stuff I've heard about the campaign. First of all, ten hour campaign. Crazy for a game which like that. is lengthy for a Call of Duty game, yeah, which is actually yeah, yeah. pretty good for a Call of Duty game because Call of Duty games are all about the action set pieces. Okay, and I feel like you can only do so many before you're kind of like, okay, this is mind-numbingly stupid. But ten hours is is pretty good. That's I think, pretty good. I think that's good. It's it's a, it's a decent length for a, for a full-on action game. Yeah. Obviously, RPGs you want them further along sure. and longer, but for a Call of Duty game, I think that's a nice a nice time right there. But yeah, the game will go live tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Servers will be up. All digital pre-orders That's will be crazy. good to go at nine o'clock, which is crazy. Yeah, because I was fully expecting. I was like, okay, it'll probably be out at midnight. Maybe I'll hop on, fight the dead servers for an hour, Wait, and then go why? to bed. What? Like, well, I wonder what's going on with that. It's it's it sounds like it's the U.S. only that gets it at nine o'clock, and I can't help but wonder. Maybe this kind of staggers it a little bit, so it isn't a shit show with the servers when the entire world goes online. Whereas That's now true. you just have yeah, one country you kind of keep. Yeah, so you keep you keep um, the UK out of it for a little bit, keep them out of it for a little bit, and that way you kind of okay. The US loads in, and then you bring everyone else on. So that's the only reason I could think of they, 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 that's the only reason I could think of why they would do that. They kind of like cut back on the load on the servers because it seems like every year, I mean every game, you're gonna have these massive right. online games that, that suffer a little bit uh, come launch. So, um, but I'm dude, I'm hyped for this one. Okay, I, I am really really excited to play this game. You know, from what we yes. played in the yes, beta. You are. And the alpha and whatnot, the the two v two gunfight mode. That's where I want to be. Okay, I love the the gunfight mode. I had a lot of fun with that in the beta. Now, uh, Call of Duty's have story. Pikachu, yes, this one has a story. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, that, and, that's what I say too. That's what I say. And I'll argue, man. I understand a lot of people love the Black Ops series. That that and Wild Wild Regard is one of the best series in the Call of Duty, uh, is, yeah. uh, you know, uh, uh, catalog of games. Modern Warfare is my favorite one. I always liked Modern Warfare. And then Modern Warfare yeah. 2 took it to a whole new, like, Michael Bay level of action. Yeah, there, yeah. there were so many scenes and moments in, in, in Modern Warfare 2. I was just like, is this a fucking video game or is this an action movie? Right. I mean, there, there, that's, and that's, that is what I liked about Call of Duty games. Not so much, you know, the story and what have you. I mean, some of it was, it was like your basic military jargon and, and, and whatnot. But 
it was just always the action set pieces were so well done. That's what I really, really liked about it. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm I'm not a Call of Duty player by nature. I I did buy Black Ops as the one first Black Ops Four, first one I bought in a while. Mm-hmm. Was of all the modes, I felt and I do feel that for the whatever you pay for it, you get a lot of game modes. Oh, you get a lot. I tried the Blackout. I'm terrible at those games. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Zombies was awesome. Yep. Big draw. Played a little bit of multiplayer. Not great at it. You know, FPS isn't always my strong suit, but I enjoyed it. But it felt like, and I said this too, it felt like a Treyarch shooting game. To right. Me because I feel like there's a definitive difference between Treyarch and Infinity Ward. I, and I hold to that. I did play the in- Infinity Ward beta, well, Modern Warfare beta. Mm-hmm. Um, The ones that I liked so far of Call of Duty have been Modern Warfare 2. Played a lot of that. Mm-hmm. A little bit of 3. A lot of ghosts. This felt like those games. And it felt very like felt shooting. Everything felt really smooth. Yep. I so long story short, I enjoyed the beta. I am not a Call of Duty player by nature. I'm not necessarily a hater either, mm-hmm. but I don't play also a lot of FPS, and I enjoyed it. So it makes me think that wow, this game's got a lot of potential. Yeah, for it does. anybody. No, it, it, it like I really really liked what I played in the beta. I thought it was really fun. It felt good to play. The the character it was weighty. It felt more boots on the ground. Yeah. You you, you basically eliminated all the sci-fi elements. Felt- yeah. Felt really good. Sounded great, man. I don't know yeah, what they yeah, did. This, sound, yeah, but the sound yeah. department in this one was was absolutely incredible. Sounded great in the beta, but yeah, man, we're gonna get a ten hour. It sounds like a ten eight to ten hour campaign. Uh, we're gonna have special ops missions now. Whether or not these are gonna play out exactly like the ones in Modern Warfare Two, I don't yeah. know. Those ones were amazing. Special ops missions in yeah. Modern Warfare Two. I will say this right now: better than than, than, than zombies. I thought the co op in that. It was yeah. the best co-op experience ever in a college. Yeah, those were dope. Those are really dope. I mean, they were so fun and just so elaborate. And they were all different. I mean, you had one where you're on a, a helicopter and the other guy's on the ground and you're trying to like clear a path for him to get yeah, to the objective. Yeah, that was or cool. Or there was the other one where there was two people on snowmobiles and you're both trying to get down the hill. I mean, there was some wild missions. They were super, they were very. God, you're taking me back. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, they, they, were, oh, yeah. they were fucking oh, yeah. awesome. They were, yeah, they were so awesome. good. And so, and then when Modern Warfare Three came out, they're like, "Here's special spec op. What was the thing? Uh, survival." You had the Juggernaut would come out yeah. or some shit. And yeah. I was like, "What is this shit?" I know Cap liked that a lot. I think we played that a little bit. I mean, I know it had its fans, but it was it, like a horde mode because that was what was hot. It was a horde mode. It's yeah. exactly what it was. But and, and and it and it did what it, it did a horde mode just fine. But when you have special ops missions like you had in Modern Warfare Modern yeah. Warfare Two, I feel like that's a major step back. Yeah. From what we got with survival, but we're gonna have special ops missions. We're gonna have survival. That's a PS4 exclusive. I don't understand that, but whatever. It's weird. It's business. So be it. And then obviously we got the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And so I'm gonna be on that shit tomorrow night. I'm really really excited. If you're watching, uh, thank God for crossplay. I'll have it on PS4. But if you're on Xbox or if you're on PC and you want to play tomorrow night, let me know. Add me on PSN or, or I think you got to use. Um, if you're doing crossplay, you got to use the uh, Blizzard account. There's a way you can uh, find oh. your Blizzard account. That's how they. That's how they do Fortnite. If you play crossplay, because I played with with Sweet Muffin the other night, and I was on Xbox and she was on PC, I couldn't add her on Xbox. Obvious Activision account. Thank you, Ren Fox. Um, she was using her uh, PC, and I had to add her on Epic. I had to add an Epic friend request Ooh. to her. So there, it, that's it, cool. It was, I it mean, that's still easy. either way. Either no, way, it that's was cool. pretty I mean, easy to do. So I really, here. really liked it a lot. So. Um, but no, I'll, I'll be on tomorrow night. If anyone wants to play, whether it's two, I'm going to be Hit all over two V two gunfight. I just want to play gunfight, dude. I'm, I'm so up. big on gunfight. It's so fun to that play. Gamer that, tag. So. Get that gamer tag. We'll definitely be checking that out. So moving on yeah. from call of duty, we're going to talk about something that's very near and dear to your heart. Very, very near and dear to my heart. You 
like I, are yes. a big fan of Kevin Smith. We're yes. a big fan of his work. He's hilarious. He's a very intelligent writer. Not just a director, but he writes some great stuff. You look at Clerks and you look at some of his older movies, the guy knows how to write. You know, he knows how to, he has great uh, character dialogue. He has great interaction with characters. But now we're going to talk about Jay and Silent Bob. That's right. right, right. <laughs> the reboot. You got a chance to go see the yeah. reboot. Yeah. Was it was it worth the wait? Uh it depends on how you look at it. Oh, but, oh, this should be good. No, because it, yeah, it was good. It was enjoyable. I had a good time. And, you know, I'm glad I went and saw it because, first of all, the release of it was really odd. And to take you back, last fall, uh, Prime and me and our wives, we went and saw them live for Jay's podcast at the Midland Center for Arts. And that oh, was really? really cool, yeah. And they did a 10-minute reading of some dialogue from this one, and I believe it was the one with... Uh, Jason Lee doing his Brody again, but um, I don't recall for sure. Uh, and they were talking about, hey, you know, we're gonna do this because they had to shelve Clerks three because of the actor that plays Randall. Um, him and Kevin had a Jason falling out. something, isn't it? No, no, that's um, but but him and Kevin had a falling out. Regardless, kind of similar how Ben Affleck and uh, Kevin also had a kind of falling out for a little while. But uh, I was really surprised, honestly, that if anything, they're going to come back and do a reboot. Well, everybody kind of wanted, I think, everybody wanted more Jay and Silent Bob. Maybe not everybody, but those of us fans. But because honestly, of of all his works, it's the it's the ones that are completely all about like dick and fart jokes, <laughs> and so much. The, I mean, like you look at Clerks, even Mallrats to a degree has quite a like path on it and quite a story. Then you get to Jay and Silent Bob reboot, and you're like, okay, this is complete. This is a cartoon, which yeah. is, which it is, and that's fine. And honestly, the uh, they're they're only showing it um in select theaters, so there was only X amount in Michigan. Oh, okay. Last Tuesday, playing it at seven p.m., and then they were showing a double feature of it with uh, uh Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back first, and then the reboot uh, on Thursday. You could go and see it as well too. So this was a limited release, very limited, and then they're traveling all winter through next spring, and going and showing it like going to like say like a Fox theater or something watching it with the crowd and then doing Q&A and talking about it live. Did no publisher pick this up? or, or I mean, there's obviously a small publisher of anybody. Yeah, so I can't remember the name of the – it's the – um, it's like Fathom or something like that uh, picked up. Like they're the ones that give them the money for this one, and that, that's how they'll be able to do it or like show it or whatever. But it just – I think more than anything – and here's, here's where it comes full circle. Like, listen, the movie isn't the funniest of his that he's done. Okay. It's not – the uh, most thought provoking by any any word at all like it's not at all it's not gonna challenge you mm-hmm. it definitely is a reboot and they talk about how reboots and uh, remakes and it's a pretty funny thing of course uh, uh, Brody who you know Jason Lee plays from Mallrats he's the <laughs> one explaining that which is very very comical because it's his character explaining it and Jason Lee is so perfect at what he does um, so definitely it is a it is a it follows like uh, Strikes Back but. Add some elements, and oddly enough, there's some tear jerking in it. What? There's some heartstring in it. Yes, that I did not like see coming. Te- legit tears? Like you could? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. You. It was definitely had some actual like trying to show a little bit of emotionals. And, it, and granted, it's in a it's in a Jeff Anderson. Thank you, Cap. Um, uh, it's definitely you know it's not something that you would expect, but it's also not like the most like the movie isn't panned to be that way at all. So so here it is. Um, but. It was good for the fans like me. That's awesome. It was a love letter to longtime fans, and that that's pretty much the end of it, is that it was saying, you guys have been here this long. Let's bring a bunch of... And there was people in there I did not expect. There's some cameos by some people in there. That, really? 
that like one in particular that comes to mind. I'm like, this is fucking hilarious. And he was very much himself in it. And it was really funny. He's never been in any of these movies before. And he just plays a cameo of himself as a hologram. And it's fucking hilarious. And it stole really? the show to me. Yeah, it stole the show to me. Yeah, it was really funny. Uh, <sighs> so there were some crazy cameos. Uh, uh, Cheech was in it. Um, not Cheech, uh, Chong. Tommy Chong. Uh-huh. That was pretty funny. Well, was, was Tommy Chong in it? Yeah, Tommy Chong was in it. Uh, <sighs> the the one who plays Silent Bob or Blunt Man uh-huh. last time uh, was, you know, Vanderbeek and uh, Jason Biggs, I must say it is. Is that uh-huh. right? Yeah. Those two, they're back in it, but they don't play the characters in this reboot. The guy that unmasks himself to play Blunt Man, I'm not even going to say and spoil it, that was, like, mind-blowing. Really? That was fucking mind-blowing. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. But, yes, it's a love letter. Um, If you're a big fan, you're going you're gonna to at least enjoy it. Okay. It's not going to blow you away. It's not like Mallrats funny or even, you know, Dogma make you really think about some things. Dogma was incredible, dude. Dogma is incredible, yeah. You know what I love about Kevin Smith is the way he would uh, cast George Carlin. Oh yeah, in some of those movies. I mean, man, I just uh, every time I, I was just always a big fan of George Carlin. Yeah, George Carlin. I mean, George Carlin. Absolutely. From for my money, one of the the most intelligent, just thought provoking comics ever. Oh yeah, no, yeah, you can't. No, he's when his when he had one, one of guy. his shows pop up on HBO. Mm-hmm. There was something new. I mean, I made time. I was like, okay, look. I was like, Dad, I gotta watch this. And he's like, Well, I don't know if your mom will let you watch it. I'm like, Dude, I gotta watch. It. He goes, Yeah, you can watch it. And George Carlin was just, he was fucking brilliant, dude. Yeah, he's a man who can talk. He he uses comedy to speak in layman's terms yes. to the stupidity of the world. Yes, and it's and it's that's all that that is brilliant. No, nothing was off, was off limits, and he just spoke the truth. And yeah. it was all. I mean, it was vulgar. Mm-hmm. I oh, mean, yeah. he, George Carlin yeah. did not like like yeah. he didn't hold anything back. He went all out. But I used to love how you know because he was well, who was he he was he was a priest in in dogma wasn't he? he? Was yep he was, was uh, he, Car- he was Cardinal Glick. He was Cardinal Glick. <laughs> And then he was in one of the Jan Sam Bob movies Buddy where, he Jesus. Was, where he was blowing a Buddy Christ. blowing a truck driver to get a ride. Yeah, he was it? a homeless guy in Jan Sam Bob Strikes Back. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the unwritten book of the road. I'll take a shot in the mouth would it get me a few miles. <laughs> yeah, you remember that shit? Yeah, oh my god, stuff. that that shit was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Dogma was Dogma was great. Dogma was very good. Dogma, Dogma awesome. was really really good. I just yeah, Kevin Smith movies. I can watch them all the time. Mm. I can watch all the Kevin Smith. You, mm. you know, I like chasing. The only one I I didn't care for was the one um, with Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan. Cop, Cop out. out. He talks about that a lot. Dude, did, did you ever see Kevin Smith's? Uh, where he basically threw Bruce Willis under Absolutely. the bus. Absolutely, he still does it. Dude, I after think. after I watched that, Zach and Mary's pretty dope. Zach yeah. and Mary, we actually just watched it about a month That's or two a good ago. Fucking movie Dude, too. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna tell you right now, Justin Long, one of the top three cameos ever in a movie. Well, for the record, which is ironic too. Uh, speaking of this, uh, he did a uh, Kevin did a Q and A uh, after the reboot, and Zach and Mary. And uh, his view skew universe are now kind of connected without saying it. Which oh, is, really? Which is really interesting because of Justin Long. Dude, but seriously, when, when Justin Long shows up in Zach and Mary, yeah. that is one of the you can tell there's a couple of scenes where he's trying to keep his shit together. Yeah. When he's talking to Brandon, um, Brandon was, was the guy who played Superman. Oh, yeah. Brandon yeah, Ruth. Yeah, was yeah, it Brandon Ruth like or something yeah, like yeah. that. But uh, dude, the, the scene with him and Justin Long is that is comedy gold that yeah. is seriously some of the, that is one of the brandon ruth yeah yep. that was one of the funniest cameos ever the other one of the funniest cameos I've ever seen was kevin hart in 40 year old virgin where he shows up at the at the oh god <laughs> i understand that's a good one too Dude, that scene is just brilliant but justin long was was incredible yeah. in zach and mary but i mean i love all kevin smith's movies and then even you know cop out came out and that's the thing that bummed me out about cop out dude is just that story he told about bruce Willis. dude through the 80s and 90s there was harrison ford 
There was Tom Hanks. There was Bruce Willis. Yeah. Bill Murray was in there as well. But Bruce Willis was the They're action like those guy. blue collar action guys. Yeah, yeah. Guys, he's, right? you know, he's John McClane. Yeah, yeah. He's John yeah, McClane, yeah, the yeah. everyday guy stuck in a bad situation. He saves yeah, everybody. Yeah, motherfuckers. And then you hear that story from Kevin Smith, and you're just like, fucking don't like this dude anymore. And then as soon as I hear that, Bruce Willis turns into Nicolas Cage on Netflix, and just every month there's some horse shit movie comes mm-hmm. out where Bruce Willis is at the beginning, somewhere in the middle, and at the end, yeah, he's top build. You're just like, your movies suck, bro. His movies are terrible. He's, now. he's one of those people that you've you've heard and seen some good uh, uh, as far as being a celeb or to people. Yeah. But it seems like now that you hear more now that he's he is kind of an a hole. Yeah. And, and it's just dude that whatever. that seriously bums me out, man. Yeah. Because I I love Bruce Willis, but yeah, it was it was that I'm shit Pikachu. I used to have a crush on Bruce Willis. I was like this guy. This, he was my man, Chris. I was like I want to be like Bruce Willis when I get yeah. older. I yeah. want to be like Bruce Willis. Gonna be John McClane. And then you hear that story about how he was like talking to somebody. He was talking to Kevin Smith walking, and somebody was like, "Yeah, die hard, Joe Biden." He goes, and he told Kevin Smith or somebody else who he was with. He goes, "Those are the worst ones. Those are your fucking fans, you moron. Yeah, those yeah. are the people that show up every time." I Fifth Element. Do. Fifth Element. Yes, Pikachu is right. Yeah. Fifth Element is incredible. Oh yeah. Fifth Element is an incredible. That's movie. my press. Probably my favorite. Bruce it's I, but so I also good. love the original Breakable though too. Oh, oh, and Breakable's awesome. Original Breakable's awesome. Like I, said, like, like I said, man, he used to be the shit. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. He did. You're right. Now he just turned into a dick. So I, I miss him. But I'm glad you let... Now, now, there's no way I can go see Jane and Sam about the reboot of the theater, right? It's already moved on from Michigan. Right. But uh, from what I understand, I think you'll be able to catch it in like iTunes and different stuff from like either buy or download or Oh, it's rent. available there now already. I don't know if now, but eventually that's the plan. Like You'll just be able to directly like whatever. Kind of like how they did that, uh, that whole shit with... Uh, um, Seth Rogen and James Franco with that uh oh the the Korean the, one the, yeah, yeah yeah um the interview interview which yeah. was funny as shit I actually thought that was really good I really liked it I thought it was really but really they had fun to directly to release it because they were because then Sony it. Sony got hacked or something and then the oh, video was thing. out everywhere and it got some something goofy happened your leader was shit. upset about it blah 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 yeah whatever, whatever. No. yeah I thought I thought it was actually kind of funny so. Yeah, but no, that's good. I'm glad to hear. Now, now Clerks Three is a thing now, right? Yeah. So that's that's the new cool news about the whole thing. Um, is that Jeff and Kev have made up kind of like him and Ben did because Ben, again, the whole stuff within Reboot, Ben kind of brings everything full circle like Banky typically does. Um, or no, no, hold McNeil. Excuse me, hold. He's got so many characters. I <laughs> but, uh, um, yes, Clerks 3 is back on. And I always tell the funny story about a couple years ago when I just happened to be on Facebook late one night mm-hmm. and it was like 2 or 3 in the morning or something crazy. And uh, Kevin Smith posted and he's like, I just woke up out of a dead sleep and started typing this. And it said Clerks 3. It's been, ever since then, I've been nice. I'll never forget seeing that white page and him typing that by Kevin Smith. And I'm like, man, where's the next Clerks, right? Because Clerks 2 is also polarizing for some people, too. But um, uh, now they're made up, and hopefully, looks like, yeah, we're, we're greenlit. They, not hopefully, we're greenlit on Clerks 3. So, awesome. That's awesome. Did you like Clerks 2? I did like Clerks 2. I thought Clerks 2 was really Clerks funny. 2, Clerks 2 definitely had more of the Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back and definitely a lot less Clerks, mm-hmm. but... I think Clerks is just going to be his opus. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, think, and, I mean, that's just it. Like it's you said, it's his tale. opus, but I also feel like it's the one movie that out of all of them that seems like it's very, uh, something he was very passionate about. It's black and white. It's a cheap budget, but it works. The whole, I mean, it was a low budget. Right. It was an independent film, very yeah. independent film. I mean, this thing yeah, was very, yeah. but it was just so good. Like, like there are some scenes in that movie, man. Honestly, God, where, like the whole uh, scene where he's talking about, uh, the contractor working on some Bambino guy's house, 
and he compares it to like equated to the stormtroopers on the Death Star. That is seriously one of my favorite. Yeah, man, salsa shark. Yeah, salsa shark, dude, and kind of in a bigger boat. But no, like that whole scene with comparing it to the stormtrooper or the people working on the Death Star. I was like, that's that's. I mean, that's fucking just great writing. It's so good. Like, there's just so many lines in the movie that are so good, and uh, and I absolutely love it. So, um, (laughs) Julie's gum. Julie's gum. So funny, no, as as I'm actually friends with Scott Shafeo, who plays uh the Julie's Gum Sailor on Facebook, and Marilyn Giuliotti, who plays I think I said that right. Caitlin? Who plays uh um his Or his ex? Didn't one of them pass away in real life? Lisa passed away. Lisa. That was that was that was the main one, Caitlin, I believe. That yep. He loved yeah, she passed away. I'm actually friends with her on Facebook randomly too. And like Ernie O'Dowell, who pays who's uh, Rick Darris. Rick Darris. Like, these dudes are all cool. Like you you're friends with them and they'll say happy birthday to your birthday and really? you'll, you'll chat with them once in a while and they'll, they'll chat back with you. It's really cool. And um I just actually recently was chatting with both Marilyn and uh Scott after seeing reboot. It was pretty cool. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, I want to check it out. I want to see it and I'm glad Clerks Three is is, is a happy thing too. because I, I really like Clerks too. I mean it was just I just I just like Kevin Smith, you know, especially mm-hmm. when he does his interviews and stuff. The guy is just he's a hype he's guy. humble. Uh, he's, he's fun. You know, he, he, he's down to earth and I just, I, I love his work and I think he's just, he's, he's a great a guy. He's a great guy. And, uh, so yeah, really hyped about that. Now, the last thing Ooh. we're going to talk about tonight Ooh, is, no. is man, I'm telling you this, this is a hot topic and it keep and it, it, people are piling on. Yeah. There is like all of a sudden this line drawn in Hollywood between like esteemed directors, uh, older yeah. directors, yeah. people that have been in the business for a long time and kind of the up and coming directors mm-hmm. and people who are. Are, are carrying the uh, the Marvel mantle, but we're going to talk about Marvel versus Ford and Scorsese. I like to say Marvel versus the old guys. Marvel versus the old guys. Yes. Now, e- easy, Prime. Easy, easy. Hold, hold on. <laughs> Slow. I know it's past your bedtime. Slow down. Okay. We're going to talk about <laughs> this. Crunk. What's up, Crunk? How you doing tonight? Crunk's in the chat. Appreciate you guys stopping by. But um. Yeah, let's let's talk about this, dude. I mean, here, here's what we got. Um, actually, go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna grab the quote, but go ahead and kind of tell me what we're gonna talk. Sure. About so, uh, recently, uh, big directors like Martin Scorsese and Francis Ford Coppola have said that they basically think that Marvel movies are trash and no one should go see them. They're not cinema, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, they've just been interview after interview just keeps getting you know there's there's i can't think of the guy's name that actually just jumped on board this week too uh to hang out in the little, french guy or whatever the uk the guy. british guy, british I guy um, yeah. uh, jumped on so now you got you know you got people drawing lines and you had bob Iger finally coming out today. yeah bob Iger came out swinging yep he come out with something to say about it today too and you know and there's people of course uh Excuse me, actors from the movies, I think, are starting to get in their comments. Yep, Sam too. Jackson actually got involved in the conversation. Did he? I didn't you know, see yep, that. Sam okay. Jackson got in there. But okay. this started probably back at the beginning of the month. I think it was about October 4th or something like that, somewhere close to the beginning of yeah. October. But uh, Martin Scorsese had this to say in an interview. You know, I don't see them. You know, he's talking about these, these Marvel movies. I tried, you know, but that's not cinema. Honestly, the closest I can think of them, as well made as they are, with actors doing the best they can under circumstances, is theme parks. It isn't the cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to another human being. End what? quote. First of all, what the fuck are you talking about, Martin? No, no, here, here's the thing. Okay, first of all, first and foremost, big fan of Martin Scorsese. Absolutely. Okay, the guy, the guy has, he has a proven record. Right. He, he is a made man. As much as his mm-hmm. movies talk about made men, Martin Scorsese is a made man in Hollywood. Yeah. Okay, he-, he Absolutely. If Martin Scorsese wants to say your movie's dog shit, Martin Scorsese can say your movie's dog. Yeah, shit. absolutely. It doesn't mean it's dog shit, but it's obviously not the 
the glowing endorsement that you want from right, an right, icon right, like right, Martin right, Scorsese. Right. Francis Ford Coppola, pretty made guy in yeah. Hollywood. You know, he's uh, he, yeah. These guys yeah. know how to make movies. These guys make great movies. They're but at the all, same good. time, awesome. this is kind of a get off my lawn type oh, situation. Yeah. Okay, now look. Whatever Martin Scorsese is talking about, a psychological doodah versus a psychological human being and whatnot, whatever. All I know is when I go to these movies, these Marvel movies, I see great acting. I see emotions between characters. I see the struggle that superheroes deal with. We talked about it before the show. Right. There is, these, these characters are all mm-hmm. based around trauma. They're all created through some form of trauma. And if that isn't psychological, if that isn't emotional, I don't know what is. Right. And I don't know what Martin Scorsese is saying. I mean, are they theme park rides? I could see that. Time out. Time out. Uh-oh. Did he not just say in that quote he doesn't even see him? Doesn't even see him. What the him. fuck is he commenting on it then? He's Martin, he's Martin Scorsese. Okay, but that's my point. But like, if I was just to go off and start saying shit about something that I do or don't like, and mm-hmm. I haven't even, like, say if it was a game, like, say, for instance, I, you know, Friday comes and everybody's talking how great Call of Duty is, and I'm sitting trashing it, but I haven't even played it. Mm-hmm. Kind of look like an a hole, too, though. Right. And I mean, I don't, maybe he did see it. Who knows? I mean, he maybe. He, I mean, you can That's a good point. You can't really make that comment unless you go. See I can't, it. but maybe Martin Scorsese can, and I understand that. But come on. I guess yeah, maybe you know? Martin Scorsese. But I mean, I, are, you know, to say these movies are theme rides. Sure, they, I mean, most of them turn into theme rides after they come out. I mean, there's all yeah, that's true. You know, Disney true. turns them into a theme yeah, ride. Hell yeah, hell yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, they're exciting. They're fun. Right. I go to these movies. I'm not. Dude, I don't go to an Avengers movie or any Marvel movie and expect an Oscar written absolutely story. Not. At all. I know, I know no. what I'm getting. I know what I'm walking into. I'm right. walking I'm walking into characters that I'm invested in over the last 23 movies. Right. I'm there to watch good acting mm-hmm. because these they bring in the best actors. These these are really good actors and actresses. So I'm I'm there to see that and I'm there to be entertained for two and a half hours. And let's not mention that a lot of these older actors that have won big awards yes. and they're coming in their twilight and the end of their acting career, where are you finding them ending up now? The Marvel movies, Isn't baby. that interesting? Yeah. I mean you've got, you've had Annette Benning, you got Sam Jackson. You got Robert Downey Kate Jr. Blanchett. Kate Bland. I mean, you've got a lot of people that have hardware acting in these movies. Yeah. You know, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, Martin Scorsese, uh, next month, he's The Irishman's going to release. It's going to be awesome. This movie has will reviewed be incredibly that. well. Oh, it's going to be mean, awesome. Incredibly well. We've got Oscar talk buzz around uh, Robert De Niro in that movie. you got Oscar buzz around uh, Joe Pesci in that movie. Look, Martin Scorsese makes great fucking movies. Absolutely. Okay? Makes great movies. But this, to sit there and, and, and kind of like just denounce these games or make them sound like less than what they are, I understand why people like Sam Jackson or Bob Iger come out and say, are you saying these movies are trash? Or are you saying the people that work on them and all that stuff are, are, aren't that good? Because there's a lot of people that are working on these movies. People that do special effects, yeah. people that do props, people that build the sets, people yeah. that, the actors, everybody. There's a lot of people involved. And to sit there and say, this isn't cinema. These people are making movies for the well, cinema. The problem is, is that there, you know, comes from being the old school. Like, you know, I know people sometimes have an issue swallowing the Disney pill, and I, I get that. You know, but Disney has found a formula that works as far as how they tell their stories. You know, and, and again, they they took ten years, ten eleven years to build an entire arc of stories and intertwine stuff. So mm-hmm. that's a pretty big deal, regardless of how you look at it. But you know, they want everything to kind of be in a, in a kind of a box, kind of a, you know, here's, here's how we want it maybe or whatever, but it doesn't mean when they get in there that they don't, they all of a sudden lose all their creative juices though either. I mean, kind of a Kiki, did I say that right? Yep. I okay, think he, so. Yeah. So, I mean, he, look what he did with Thor and that's decisive sometimes amongst people because it's not 
Thor from the comics, but it's Thor in the MCU, and you and you can't separate the two. You need to you need to do something about that, right? Mm-hmm. You need to separate yourself. I'm a big comic book fan, mm-hmm. growing up on comics. When I was reading comics, all I ever could think of was, man, wouldn't it be awesome if you could see this on the big screen or if this was real life or something, right? You know. And so, as a as a as a big man adult or man baby, whatever you want to call it, man <laughs> adult, uh, you know, like I'm I'm still in love with them. I still want to go see them. I enjoy them. I I, I want to be excited, and you know, I'll go see you know other slower, quieter movies or watch something like drive from 2011 and just kind of take in some really good writing and really good directing and mm-hmm. characters and stuff like that. But then there's times I'm going to go and pay and see, like, I want to watch a movie like, you know, infinity war or something like that. And, and, and big colorful guys fight other big colorful guys and girls and stuff like that. So, you know, it's, it's, you have to separate yourself from some of this stuff. They're fantasy stories. You know, I mean, comics have been around for longer than some of these types of, mm-hmm. you know, for a long time. So, matter of fact, I think comics even came from manga from Japan originally. Right. I think that's where the inspiration came from, like, hundreds of years ago, some stuff. But I could be wrong, but that's fine, too. What was Drive again? Uh, Drive was with Ryan Gosling. Yes, 2000. That's the one where Albert Brooks is kind of a badass. Uh, he, he's the I think he's the the boss that, that yeah, and yeah, yeah. Ron Perlman and shit yeah 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 it's Ron, one of the yeah. best soundtracks of any movie Albert in the last Brooks is, or so. is is Nemo's dad in Finding Nemo that's who Rob, that's yeah, who Albert yeah, Brooks is but yeah. he's a he's a badass oh no Ryan, no dude. that movie was uh um actually uh, uh Turtle there is the one that made me watch that it was an amazing yeah, mo- I'm like Drive is sweet and I watched that's another movie yeah yeah it's got a sweet ass that's another movie I watch every year I love that movie it's a really good movie it's it's a it's a it's a it's basically a spaghetti western told modern stories exactly there you pretty, go it's pretty awesome but yes the uh the marvel the marvel whole the it's just it's unfortunate that we have to do this you know i mm-hmm. think because if you you just got to be able to separate step back and look at it that things are just going to be pure for entertainment and that and there's a lot of people that are casual moviegoers i mean the fast and the furious movies i don't watch them but you know what they rate really good with uh, right. uh people that go to the movies and that's why they keep making them right you know does that make him any? Well, maybe. You know, I I, know. I, 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 saw the first Fast and Furious, and I couldn't get into it. See, I love that. First and then, well, see, here's the it. thing, I, I, the I skipped a bunch of them. Yeah. I skipped a bunch of them. And then when I started seeing the reviews, started doing like the same thing, Mission Impossible mm-hmm. is done. Like the reviews keep getting. I'm like, what the fuck? Are you serious? Mm-hmm. And then I went and saw the one that where Paul Walker had died prior to it coming out, and I watched it, and I was like, this is this is like fucking Looney Tunes. Like this is like Wiley Coyote and, and Roadrunner, and, and I was just like, okay, I don't, I don't get it. But. And I almost wonder if that's where this whole, this whole <laughs> line being drawn is coming that, you know, from. That, that's a great point. Is that, is that you know, yeah, yeah, okay, Marvel movies are basically big car- action cartoons, yeah. Yeah. but that's fine. That doesn't mean you can't enjoy them, right? That means that doesn't mean they're not cinema. Yeah, like you know, you still have to have a director, and there still has to have a vision, or you know whatever bring stuff together you know mm-hmm. whether it's a, a sh- certain shot or whatnot mm-hmm. you know you you can't just discredit them just because you don't care or like them or they're not in your lane like right that doesn't that who does that right well see well i can tell you who does that now first of all we heard from scorsese let's talk about francis oh yeah 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 so here's oh, yeah, francis's yeah. comment i don't know that anyone gets anything out of seeing the same movie over and over again martin was kind when he said it's not cinema he didn't say it's despicable which I just say it is despicable. Right. All right. Now look, Francis. Let's <laughs> let's let's uh, let's Francis. Let's let's slow your roll. Okay. Martin is still relevant. He's you know he's got Irishman coming out. Now that you're just trying to get in on the beatdown and you're trying to get your shots in, th- th- these are not despicable movies. 
Okay, this is not Battlefield Earth. This is not Matrix Re- uh, Revolution. I knew you were gonna do it. Uh, you know, this, 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 these are these are really well done movies. So Despicable is a bit harsh. I feel sure. like Francis might have overstepped his bounds there. As good of a director as he is, Despicable is is reserved for yeah. certain movies. And I just, you know, that one I don't get. But at the end of the day, dude, look, Francis Ford Coppola, Martin Scorsese, these guys are, you know, and John Favreau. I love what he said. This this is it right here. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if they didn't carve the way. They can express whatever opinion they like, and that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. These are just two different directors from two different from a totally different time. You know, they, they came up through the '60s, the '70s, and '80s when they when they were at their prime, and they, and they didn't have the big special effects that mm-hmm. that they have now. They didn't have all that stuff. So they, they had to work within yeah. the realism of the world, practical effects. They didn't have all right. the. The, the big stuff to make those movies. So they couldn't make the theme park ride. But uh, that's why I kind of respect it because they, they were more revolved around writing. They were more uh, revolved around the acting and, and the psychological interactions between right. characters. That's where I think they're getting that from. They're also not telling uh, a Thor and Captain America stories. Exactly. Because they probably couldn't back then. Not to, to an effective degree as you can now. Sure, not know. to the scale that you can now. But these guys were more big into the character development and the... They just, it's a totally different wanna, style what, movie. Like, do they have a problem? Like, for instance, would they go see Joker? Not an MCU. I mean, Joker's definitely not like any other comic movie out there currently. Well, I you know mean, what I'm saying? Like, I, what, 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 I want to know if they watched that and what were their thoughts to be on that one. That, that's interesting. I would like to hear that. that because that's, that's, not, that's not Civil War. Because we know Todd Phillips is not, well, he was never mentioned in the same breath as a Francis <laughs> Right, right. But I'm just but saying. But I mean, you got like, Joaquin Phoenix, who's obviously an established actor who. Mm-hmm. You know that you could mention along the likes of of Martin Scorsese in the world of cinema in terms of like you know Hardware One and and whatnot. You know, and and, and all I'll say, I guess, for me at the end, and like if you know you got some more thoughts on it too, is just basically when you're saying something like Despicable, mm-hmm. cast members of like Godfather aren't walking into hospitals for sick kids, exactly, and making them happy. Go. But you exactly. know what's happening? Yep. Captain America, Chris Evans, or these guys, mm-hmm. these guys will walk into a hospital and make kids happy. So. I think that you got to kind of consider where you're going with that whole thing with despicable. Mm-hmm. Nah, man, like it's just not your thing. That's fine. You don't have to like it. Yeah. You know? And see, and I think that's you know what what Sam Jackson is saying and all these other actors are saying. You're forgetting about everybody that's involved. Right. Yeah. You don't like you don't like the movies themselves. Cool. You can say whatever you want, but don't say it's not cinema or don't say that it's right. despicable because, like you said. Robert Downey Jr., all these other actors and actresses are going mm-hmm. into these hospitals. They're going out and doing stuff for, the, for, the, for their communities. Like you said, you don't see people like from Godfather and all that stuff doing all that. No, you don't. And that's why you have to appreciate they're all using their, their cash from, from being in these movies to go out and do good things. So you can't say it's despicable. I, think it's- I mean, is it, is, it, is it the cinema part of it? Is it or is it the fact that they don't get that money? Because Marvel, <laughs> Marvel, I mean, they're printing money. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that you know? Is is it sour grapes? Is what what's going on here? I don't know. I don't even know if it's sour grapes. I just think it's like like you know. Prime like mentioned fit, earlier the fitting. medium. The medium was too limited back then. I think they're just maybe envious of not being able to be a part of this big movement. This big you know the the spectacle movie. The I mean, big, it seems weird to think of these guys being envious. I mean, right? can, I mean, if you look at all money their is money. Movie, maybe not so much money. They made but how much how much money their movies made because you. None of the Goodfellas and Godfather, none of them made a cent compared. I mean, they made money, but they ain't doing what, what Marvel's right. doing. 
You know, so I mean, and maybe they're bummed because at the end of the day, when when you see the top twenty movies, grossing movies of all times, you're never going to see a Francis Ford Coppola movie. You're never going to see a Martin Scorsese movie uh, mentioned in those lists. Art art is subjective, and that's yes. all what it is. You know, it, it's 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 about it's about art. You know, like you can't like you know some people might not really like Picasso's art. It's still art. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like it. You know, but I mean, there's still there's there's still that 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 vision that people have and put into it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and Turtle says, you know, they have a hard time getting work in Hollywood, and that might be the case. Maybe it might be tougher. I mean, older actors have a hard time finding work. Older directors, I mean, yeah. Irishman, that's releasing on Netflix. You know, this isn't a this isn't. I mean, it's right. going to be in theaters, but I mean, it's and, and that's where I think movies like. Scorsese used to make back in the day that are more ta- I don't want to say talky but a little bit more character driven as opposed to sure. tactical and whatnot. It's better for that type of thing. But um, so we're, I was trying to say I had something I had something I was going to say <laughs> that he mentioned. It, it, it was a great point that he made. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's just hard for these guys to to, to find the work to, to make these movies. But and it's difficult for them because they're older. They're older. They're older guys. But at the same time, you look at Mad Max. George Miller is like, I don't know how, George Miller is like 70 years old. But he can go out and make a big spectacle of a movie. So maybe Scorsese should just be, hey, look, man, I want to go make Superman. I want to reboot Superman. Yeah. Let Scorsese go out and reboot Superman. Right, right why not? But yeah, no, I, I, it's a goofy conversation. We, we, again, we saw somebody earlier today from Britain go out. He's big over in Britain. He makes some European movies. I think he's won some awards. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. came out and just kind of added to it. But then you got Bob Iger. We saw John Favreau comment. I believe James Gunn had some. Was a James Gunn bit, was the first one to step forward and kind of say he, something. He was kind of harsh. Yeah. He, I don't think James Gunn gives a no. fuck about where Scorsese. He doesn't give a fuck about anything. No, no, no. James, James Gunn came out. Anything. I think James Gunn came out swinging. But uh, Bob Iger. I mean, it's it's just a conversation that's going to go on and. You know, I don't want to say Scorsese and Ken Loach. Loach. Uh, I don't want to say Scorsese and um, and Coppola are playing themselves out of Hollywood. I think they're pretty much kind of doing that as, you know, time goes on. You know, they're they're looking for younger directors, people that can do stuff. You know, Scorsese will still find work. Irishman, obviously, he can still direct. But, yeah, I I just think this is just the, the old guy. Throwing his comments out It's like there. that meme I say I shared on Facebook of the two uh, old guy Muppets that sit up in the thing just sitting yeah, there that's, that, shitting that's and cussing exactly on the show. Who, it's 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 it per, it's the perfect yep for me on that. That's Let's who they are. Look at it. Yeah, they're just like oh, get off my lawn, kids. Yeah, right, yeah. right. I hey, want uh, that shit around here. No, exactly. It's 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 a bum situation, but I think you and I both understand. Like, look, Francis and, and Martin, they're made men. Hey, I'm gonna be watching Irishman as soon as. Oh hell out. yeah. So, I'm not gonna be like ah fuck France or fuck uh, Martin Scorsese. Uh, no, nope, I'll be watching The Irishman. I want to watch that. So, but no, that that was um that was some big news. That was that's really and I don't think that's gonna stop. I think that's something that's going. It's to gonna keep going for a minute. Going for a Everybody while. Everyone wants so. to get their their two cents in on it. Oh yeah, everyone's gonna Walter chime and in. Walter Yeah, Walter yeah. and Staller. Yeah. There you go. Prime knows. Prime's he's, he's old. He's got Prime. He's, he he's Scorsese know. old. He, he's old as fuck. Older directors goofing on new films is a tradition. Yeah, that's time. That's. It's like it's like they're saying kids these days. That's what Scorsese is basically saying. Yeah, these kids these days, they don't know shit. So, um, but no, lots of good stuff. There was a lot of good stuff to talk about. But I want to know, we've been playing lately, man. Um, so honestly, I haven't a lot in the whole last week or so because of the uh, getting down with the sickness. Um, honestly, as recent of Saturday was the last time I played a game was to recon. I am, and we talked about recon last time. And I got to tell you, even though it's still buggy, I don't know if they've patched up this week because I've been 
gone from all gaming pretty much. Mm-hmm. But I can't stop fucking playing this goddamn <laughs> game. I can't stop. And I will say the one thing that makes me mad is like unlike something like Metal Gear, you're trying to play uh, something stealthy, yep. unlike Prime Gaming, is when you're trying to go into a town or something, and you're like, got everybody marked, you got everybody checked out, you ping somebody, and you shoot them, and somehow like. Unlike in Metal Gear, like you could take out a few people. The proximity in in in, in Recon, it's like all of a sudden the whole fucking thing lights up. Mm-hmm. How in the fuck they hear? Like, come on, I know, I know. Like, come on. They, you really discovered it that fast, and the whole entire thing, like, there's no like slow chain reaction. Like, oh, and there's sometimes not even reading. It just all of a sudden, it just happens, and you're like, what the fuck? So yes, I'm still hooked on Recon. I want to get that at least mostly done. I, I, it's gonna be another background game like Kings of Amulet. Yep. I see there's going to be have a longevity of this game because mm-hmm. Division 2 is more like a flash in the pan, whereas Recon's more a longevity for me. Yep. And um, I'm just, I want to get as much as I can done before Death Stranding comes out in a couple weeks. Yep. Yeah, That's Death Stranding. Because then I got Jedi coming out. Jedi two uh, weeks after I that. Which I think is going to be a sleeper hit. You think Jedi will be? I think it is. I hope so. I, I, I hope Respawn gets that. They need a hit. I think. I no, think. Titanfall 2 was incredible, and it just didn't, didn't hit get, the numbers. Didn't get the love it needed. But Shame on Ian. I think they're I think they're in good position this year because you got uh, Rise of the Skywalker coming. I right. mean the Star Wars buzz. You got I mean Mandalorian is is a Mandalorian. Drunk, fuck off. Yeah, Mandalorian. <laughs> We've had this discussion about Death Stranding. Death Stranding. Oh, we had we had, oh, we had a back and forth a couple weeks ago on this one. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was live. But uh Get him going, Crunk. Get him going. No, no, don't get him no, going, Crunk. Crunk. Crunk can't handle things. I'm gonna watch that chat now. If Crunk gets going, I'm gonna let you know. Crunk's being another uh, Martin Scorsese right now. He can't handle thought provo- <laughs> can't handle the thought provocation. Whatever it is, but yeah, um, yeah, I think Jedi's got a chance to be a big hit too, honestly. Yeah, because I mean, uh, I mean oh, is, is it Mandalorian? Is that what it's called? Yes, Mandalorian. Mandalorian comes out. Uh, in November twenty something. So you're gonna have a lot of hype. Around, I mean, mm-hmm. what, what, dude, this is how it is. Every time a Star Wars movie comes out, yeah. dude, the buzz is there. The, yeah. the interest is there. Everyone's a Star Wars fan, whether they're a longtime fan or just mm-hmm. you know at that time. Jedi is looking good. That's that's in a great position, especially now that we know Doom is out of the way. Now they've got like the end of November all to themselves, pretty basically. Much. So that's a pretty good spot to be in yeah. near, you know, obviously near uh, Thanksgiving, Black Friday. It's going to be Jedi. You're going to have the talk of Jedi, of the Rise of Skywalker next month, the month after it. That's in a good position. This is going to be the game that that, that respawn really. Obviously, respawn did Apex Legends, so they're not hurting too bad. No, no, yeah, they're doing um, just fine. So they're, they're doing okay there. But as, in terms of a full retail release, they're, they're in a good position with with, uh, yeah. f- with the Jedi. So, um, but no, that that's that's awesome, dude. I yeah. What are you doing? I'm playing Fortnite. Yeah, I know you are. I, I watched you, dude. I lurked on you. I sit there for the uh, since that game launched, I have trashed it. Not because it sucks, because I suck. You suck, right? <laughs> I can't build for shit. I can't. I can't do it. I tried playing the other night. Sweet Muffin hopped in with me. She gave me a crash course on building. I was like, you know what? I get it. Five minutes later, I'm not fucking building no, anything. I'm not building a thing. I'm just, dude, it's a third-person shooter. I'm immediately thinking, so calm. I'm going to be stealthy. I, I, I grab the guns, I kill people that are nearby, and I move on and, and I run around. And you can be in those games. Is she is she playing right now? Of course she is. I should hop on and play with her and get another dub because we got a dub in duos. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, but no, it's, you know, dude, I figured now is the time. To, I, I like Battle Royale in general. I love the Battle Royale genre. I love the idea. I think it is a lot of fun. I think it's very, I, I like games that are sweaty. I like games that require some thought into yeah. it. I like games that are, uh, are, are very competitive, even though I'll lose my shit. I like Battle Royale. I think it's a cool concept. And 
I don't like sucking at a game that everybody seems to be good at. Pisses me off. Puts me in a Scorsese type of mode. Sure. I'm always like, man, these fucking kids in their building. Stupid. Right. Hopped on. I was like, okay, look, there's a new map. Everything's new. Brilliant how they did that. Oh, Talking dude. About it too. The whole thing tonight. Everything I thought was cool. Was one of the coolest things I've ever seen happen in a video in game. In recent gaming times, that was pretty fucking smart. And that I, was I before really that. I got this new in, refound interest in, in Fortnite. Mm-hmm. I just watched that thing as I hated it. Fortnite, and I watched it. I was like, that was incredible. That is one of the coolest things I've ever seen them do to kind of like take a game offline. Everyone's playing and everyone sees the same event where this meteor Black comes hole, from the yeah. sky and it sucks the entire map and then goes offline. That's dude. That's ballsy. It's actually that's, that's very ballsy. You that you take ballsy. the biggest game in the world, mm-hmm. arguably the biggest game in the world, and you have it just get completely wiped out and taken offline for two days. It's ballsy. Epic right. has got some fucking balls, dude. So I thought that was really, really cool. It was a sweet premiere. And then I was like, you know what? Look, I was talking to Crow in the chat. Crow was talking about how he's going to be getting back. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to. I've gotten back into it. Still can't build for shit. But I'm constantly top 10. Top 10 finishes. I'll drop into a hot zone, get a couple kills, grab a bunch of weapons and shields, and kind of just stealth my way to the middle yeah. of the circle. And you can kind of. Yeah. Oh, dude. Stealth is a legitimate they said this strategy. version of the game now is meant for more even that kind of game oh, style. Oh, dude, it absolutely is. Reading. It absolutely is. That's Stealth cool. is a totally viable option, and that's how I kind of keep myself in the game. I can't build, no. but if they don't know where I'm at, and I let them kind of run around and they jump outside of their building, I have to I have to plan my strikes a little bit better because once they start building, I will seriously be like a kid. I'll just drop my gun and just like, wow. Watch them build. Wow. Watch them build Westeros all around me. I'm just like, right, I can't right. fucking do anything. With these people. Landing. And I die immediately. But I just, I appreciate. I, I trashed it a lot, but I appreciate the skill that goes in to being really, really good at Fortnite because it does take skill to be good at. It's the way it, watch these people build stuff. It really is awe. You're just like, wow, that is incredible. I wish I could do that. But get in there, couple, bunch of top ten finishes, couple finishes at number two. I think I can hang out, even though I don't build for shit. I don't build at all, at right. all. I like it. Oh. Yeah, it's cool. I've been watching a, ever since Ninja came to Mixer, and there's a couple of people that I watch. See the Dead, somebody I can think of that I've watched play Fortnite here and there, and like Gene Rex and a couple of these people. Mm-hmm. Sweet Muffin, of course. Um, and Ninja came to the Mixer, and I found myself yep. once in a while just kind of curious how a streamer like that operates, right? Yep. I watch it, and then then more and more, so I find myself watching it. Like not something I'll probably ever play. Like I play a little Realm Royale, which is similar. Mm-hmm. But also way different. I really like kind of like that. I'm just not good at it either. Right. I like it's battle royale. I don't play them. I like Apex a lot. I'm yep. just terrible at them. But yep. I respect them. I enjoy them. I, I'm fine with them being existing. Right. I'm just not good at them. They're cool. Apex is fun to watch. I'll oh, watch. Yeah. I watch Ren Crow. Oh yeah. Any of the Tater Top Boys. A lot of Tater Top Boys play that. I'll oh, watch a lot of them that do. all the time. That's a, it's a great game to watch. It's, yep. it's exciting to watch. Uh, and Fortnite to me, the more I've uh, been able to watch it and, and stuff like that. I have more respect for it and stuff mm-hmm. like that too. And I enjoy watching it. It's fun. The mechanics are sound. The mechanics are sound in that game. It's just it's it's a tough game to wrap your head around, especially if you're an old guy like me. Yeah. And you're you know the third person shooters you play don't have building fucking buildings all around you and walls and stuff. And it's just something I'm gonna eventually have to learn if I want to be taken serious at the game. If I want to have a legitimate shot every time. Yeah. I'm going to have yeah, to, to, to develop some kind of building skills. But in the meantime. Stealth is a viable option. If you're not big on building, just be smart with your shots. Be smart with your shots. Uh, you know, use cover, hide in bushes, and you can make it. You can get there. 
So it's a lot of fun. Been really digging that. But yeah, tomorrow night it's all Call of Duty. I'll be all Call of Duty tomorrow night, probably Friday night, and uh, see where that takes me. I just feel like I'm so behind on recon. I can't put anything else in my plate. I would like to check it out. I still may. We'll see. But man, I can't. That recon. It's that third person shooting when you can tactical shoot. Man, it's 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 good. But like you said, I think my issue with Ghost Recon is, is just how easy it is to get taken out of your stealth in, in kind of unfair ways. How they see oh yeah, you. there's a lot. There's a lot and of. See, dude, that's yeah. how I play. Is stealthy. I don't like guns blazing. Yeah, me either. And when I can't be stealthy, a hundred percent of the time, due to some bugs, that that it kills me, dude. It so, kills me. What I've noticed with with recon and that, real simple, is that, and this is where it's hard for me, is that, and I, I'm not saying this is your issue. Hmm? It's patience because. Yep. You really have to dial back like you're playing like old school MGS and yeah. be like, you have to take your time and surgically plant everything or how you, if you want to, if you want to sneak into something, you really got to take your time to it. Yeah. And 50% of the time, yeah, you're going to get fucked. Cause guess what? You thought you had a sweet shot lined up. Ting. You just yep. hit metal. You're fuck. Yeah. And that just all of a sudden everything lights up. Everyone so knows. it really is about the patience and it's hard to get in there with that CQC. It really yeah. is. Mm-hmm. But you know, you need to take out the snipers and then. I, I don't those know those drones. Those yeah, drones those can be a pain drones. in the ass, dude. I, I had to like gear up my uh, my sniper rifle to, so it does extra damage against drones. Yeah, and I can usually one shot them now. But even then, if one falls one, near somebody, they're going to they hear all it. And all of a sudden, it's a whole yep. fuck. Yeah, the game. It's is, really hard to eliminate the drones and not let everyone for know. a game that wants you to play stealthy or le- at least allows you. They they definitely don't. They don't help you. And, <laughs> I, and don't. I don't know. If That's maybe, fine. I don't know if maybe I haven't like explored the tree much. I don't know if there's a way to hack the drones. There should be because I feel that would tie into that would the be stealth. Dope. There isn't. There, I don't think there is either. But that'd be cool if there's a way you could hack the drones. I mean, make it difficult, make it hard. You know, it's not easy to do. But I just feel like yeah, if you eliminate a drone, there's no way to not get get noticed. There's it's some missions. Strange. There's some side missions. That EMPs. Want you to, that, he's that, not. He's not wrong. EMPs. I didn't try using the EMPs. They want you to sneak in and do the shit, and it's like, and that's the whole mission. Yeah. And you could get like three people dead, mm-hmm. and you got four or five to the path you need to get to, and you could fuck up a shot. Yeah. Bam! You're starting all over again. And you got to reload the entire fucking map. That yeah. I don't get the mission. Because to start the mission, you got to reload the map. The whole map. Yeah. You know, it's it bizarre. Kinda, it is. I mean, that's 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 just stuff that you know I have to deal with with us. There is an ability that gives you a mini drone that takes baddies out. I did see that prime. I did see that. Um, it, but I just, it's just, I, I want to be able to get rid of the drones that are in the area stealthily. I, you can eliminate everything else with stealth. You can eliminate everything else yeah. with stealth except for the drones. I feel, I feel like there should be a way to either hack them or do something that, or well, where, they, where you can't be detected by detected by them at all. If you take out all the people, all the security. Well, now, now, do you, now, isn't there a guy that controls the drones? If you take him out, do the drones go out? I don't know. Prime, that's a that's a question. Like, no, there is a guy that controls the drones, EMP, and then a silenced weapon. Huh? I I mean, I use silence for everything, but like, you drop a drone and something. I mean, yeah, the EMP is good, but yeah, I think there's more to the uh, the the stealth thing that we got to look at yeah. to try and get better at it. I really do. Um, when one is not playing with Prime, but yeah, you can't do you no, can't do anything stealth with Prime. No, no, it's no. Fucking Rambo. Yeah. No no tact oh, yeah, at all. Yeah. It's just first blood, it's just first blood. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like he's like Weird Al Yankovic in uh in uh UHF where he's standing oh. there, he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Man, what a great movie. I love I love I UHF. Years. Have you, man, UHF is a been a long time. UHF is an incredible movie. Since I was a kid. Jump from the chopper and layways. Yeah, that's that's it's prime. About, that's prime, yeah. Yeah. As he's the pilot, and then I'm sitting there going, Ass. Why are we crashing? 
Conan the Librarian. Don't yeah. you know the Dewey Decimal System? Oh, my God. Such a great movie. But that's going to do it for this week's show, dude. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We had a lot of good stuff to talk about tonight. Seriously, appreciate everybody in the chat. Prime Gaming. Uh, we had Crunk. We had Pikachu. Zombie. Zombie was Turtle. in there. Clad Crow was in there. Turtle was in there. Cappadocian was in there. Uh, 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 Presto Almighty was in there. Presto uh, and, and our buddy Ninja, our friend Ninja that came Ren in Fox. here. Fox. Yep, Ren Fox was in there. Ninja, we want you around. So make sure you always talk or call if you need someone to talk to, man. We always, uh, yeah, we man. always support you. Be we good. got you covered. But uh, seriously, thank you guys and girls so much. We appreciate you guys stopping by. Two weeks, we'll be back. We'll have a lot to talk about. Uh, November 3rd? Uh, November 6th. 6th. Because it's two days before Death Stranding. That's right. Two days before Death Stranding. Yes. So we'll talk about a little preview of maybe that. That's going to look up. Yep, yep. yep. Get some Death Stranding talk. Uh, hey, dude, you up for D2 this weekend? Dude, I'm always up for D2. I'll be up for, I'll, I'll be up for some D2 this weekend. I'll look for you, man. I'm, I, hey, today I am officially, this week, no more, no longer working Saturdays. That's right. Yay me. Monday through you. Friday, baby. Monday good through Friday. You. Weekends are wide open. I'm going to be a little Opposite more social. Going off yeah, for the wife for and stuff. But yeah, good for you. I'll be down to uh, to, do, awesome. do, to do some gaming on, uh, on Destiny 2 with you, Presto. I got you covered, man. But uh, yeah, that's, that's going to do it. But we'll be back in two weeks. Go ahead. I was going to say, don't forget now, new news. I don't know if we talked about it yet, but you can find this now if you didn't catch this live. Ooh. Which you're catching live, it's kind of a paradox to say that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, this will be up on YouTube, the Facebook page here in the next yes. couple of days. But now you can find Banter and Babble on Spotify as well within the next few days. So if people miss the episode, share it with all your friends. They can also listen to it on the go. Yeah. If you can't watch it at home, you can't watch it on your TV, or if you can't watch it on your phone, you can listen to it. You can listen to Spotify, it. Spotify, baby. Banter and Babble. Uh, all those Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, those videos will be live on Friday. They'll be up and going on Friday, so you'll be able to check them out there. Make sure you tell your friends. Bring your friends to the chat. We want to hear everyone's thoughts on the movies that we talk about, the TV right. shows that we watch, the games that we play. We want to hear from you. Prime Gaming's always talking. He's always got good stuff to say. Presto's always got good, good stuff to say. We love hearing from you guys and girls. It makes the show that much better when we can actually talk to you, get your thoughts on our yeah. things that we're talking about, the yeah. things that we find interesting. So uh, really, really appreciate the support. What else you got? Anything else? We good? That is it. For Fanboy Tone. And the Dude 79. I'm the Dude 79. Thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. We'll see you in two weeks. Have a good night.